return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It is 135 in Edmonton. Hockey helps kids just taking place at Rexall Place as we speak. Uh, the four players involved with this, Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Jordan Everly. Edmonton Oilers uh, owner Daryl Cates, uh, son Harrison Cates and Chloe Cates uh, with this initiative. And the word is that this is going to be uh, something that will be uh, likely picked up, uh, certainly with the Western Canadian franchises here in the next little while. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, we are going, so if you hear some yelling and screaming in the background, it's because this event is actually taking place as we speak down here in the catacombs of Rexall Place. We're going to go around the NHL, brought to you by WorldFloorCoverings.com. Stressing about stains and accidents on your carpet is a thing of the past with lifeguard waterproof backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with lifeguard carpet from Shaw Floors. For details, visit WorldFloorCoverings.com. Pleased to be joined on the line by a longtime Toronto-based media personality and former general manager of the uh, Maple Leafs, Gord Stellick. Gord, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, Bob. How are you? Uh, better than I was this morning, I can tell you that. I was a little under the weather, so I was fighting it, trying to uh, focus. When I, you guys were kind, you were stuck and couldn't get anybody better out of Edmonton, so I joined you this morning, uh, and you put me right on the spot with the trade about the Leafs, and I. I it, digested that trade in about two minutes looking at it and upon further review I gotta tell you I think Toronto did really well on that trade I think that uh, I think I said that at, at the time that Doug yeah Wilson, no you were you're were, you were being hard on yourself you're great this morning always appreciate yeah. you uh, joining us and uh, yeah just not often you get trades announced in the morning and yeah. you I mean granted it'll be two later second round picks certainly this year and you would think next year based on the San Jose Sharks how they're expected to play so um yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's interesting because Toronto, it's pretty obvious what they're looking to do. And I guess for teams like Edmonton, they have to figure out it's not as easy, you mentioned, with the contracts and that. So uh, it's a little bit more complicated for other teams figuring out what they do or don't want to do uh, up till February 29th. Well, you, you've been in that chair before. And can you educate our listenership here as to what the pressure has historically been like on Leafs managers? And... Are we at a different place now in Toronto? Is is the is the public and the fan base a little bit more open to truly trying to build this thing out and properly? Well, unbelievably different place than you know last couple of years. And you know, first, if, if you go back when there wasn't free agency, really, then it, it was a different animal because you weren't losing players at the end of the year. You know, you weren't doing that. And I, I mean, I'm going back a long time ago when I, I, I think of a trade that uh, David Poyle made with Washington, with Jack Ferrar, with Minnesota, in that they woke up on trade deadline day, had no expectation of making a trade, and uh, they made a trade involving three Hall of Famers, four players. Like it was uh, Cicerelli, let me get it right, Cicerelli and Rouse to Washington for Gardner, Mike Gardner and Larry Murphy. You know, that kind of deal. Big two-for-two two trade just in the yeah. morning of the trade deadline. I think to answer your question, Bob, about the Toronto situation, it's, it's the um, – Equity and cachet that they have deservedly built, Brendan Shanahan, Lou Lamorello, and Mike Babcock, that people are really buying into, it's going to get done right this time. Even though they've only had one playoff appearance since 2004, which is unbelievable. One appearance in now 13 years, and they're saying, okay, uh, they're doing it the right way now. So, you know, you get a year on that, and uh, I, I can't say I disagree with that, 
Oh, I mean, it's amazing. Nobody has to own the other years. But in moving forward, they believe they're going to do it the right way. The teardown is the easy part. The rebuild is the difficult part. And, and I hope the faith that most of the Leaf fans have put in them is rewarded. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of living that here right now about yeah. how, how difficult, you know, the, the rebuild has been. And I, I would make a strong suggestion that maybe they circumvented it uh, when, you know, Craig McTavish came in and initially seemed fine with Ralph Kruger and Kruger had a certain connection with players. And uh, some of the players after Kruger's departure, the dismissal and the hiring of Dallas Aiken stagnated and never pulled themselves fully out of it. And uh, and you can well imagine, whereas Toronto's completely, the fan base in Toronto, Gord, they're completely comfortable and acceptable of what's taking place. There's some fans, they, hey, they love Connor McDavid, but they are cheesed off that the Oilers are in the position they're in right now. Like, oh, absolutely. Not again, absolutely. Right? You know? So. Yeah, and, 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 and Toronto doesn't have, like, Toronto's able to look back and say, okay, um, you know, Brian Burke should have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have, but whatever, the uh, two first-round picks for Tyler Sagan. So you lost. Uh, excuse me, for Phil Kessel. So, yeah. so they took they picked Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton with with those. The Bruins did, and look what they parlayed them into. So, uh, in Edmonton, you actually have the fruits of, if you want to call it the fruits of your labor for coming, you know, dead last or near the bottom. And in Toronto, they don't. They traded them away so often. They got a few pieces like Nylander, William Nylander playing for the Marlies, and and uh, and also Mitch Marner still playing in junior. But Edmonton, you've got far more legitimate and what were supposed to be legitimate prospects. On that note, how would you, could you compare a Marner or a Nylander to, I mean, obviously, McDavid's a different player. He's a different animal yeah. altogether. You know, I think Marner compares quite favorably or Nylander to Jordan Everly. You think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I think it's a very fair assessment. I think it's a very fair assessment. And, uh, again, the problem becomes, and, and again, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, and I think those are that those are two pluses for the Maple Leafs. But you also you need 23 guys. You know, so it's funny as you, everyone talks to get rid of. Get, well, you need guys around them. And I, I think of to go way back, Mary Lemieux, first overall pick in the class of Connor McDavid. There's been so few in that class. Right. And he, his, the Penguins didn't make the playoffs for five of his first six seasons. You know, they had to get, end up getting guys like Ron Francis and a guy like Paul Coffey via trade and other things like that. So, I mean, you know, one guy cannot do it alone. Two guys cannot do it alone. And that's what we've seen in Chicago and Washington more recently is they got the chance to go deep. And, you know, you can say before McDavid, they got a better better players in Taves, Kane, and Ovechkin than, you know, than Edmonton was able to get and the other guys. But they're still, they're still great players. So, you know, that is it. Whether it's the defense or other constant things, you, you have to get that team component because at any level, individual guys can't win it themselves. No, and, you know, I mean, in, in Chicago's case with Taze and Kane, they already had Keith and Seabrook coming. And the Oilers haven't had the Keith and Seabrook to coincide with Nugent Hopkins, Hall, and Everly. And now they got McDavid. Now the hope is Clefbaum, but, you know, will we'll be a, a – Craig Button referred to Clefbaum as the left-handed shooting version of Brent Seabrook. He's got to stay healthy, but – Brent Seabrook wasn't established and locked in in the Brent Seabrook we think of now when he was 22 either. So, well, how about Duncan Keith? Second-round pick, played a couple of years in the American yeah. Hockey League. Brandon Saad was a second-round pick. I know he's gone now, but he was the second-round pick. Uh, Patrick Sharp was a, a good, good little trade, you know, and just little elements that way. So, you know, that ends up about those other components are, are what it's all about. If you're going to go deep, 
you really need a third line, and you usually need four lines to be going to go anywhere in the playoffs. So it's yeah, it's 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 bigger than just a few uh, you know young stars that are either reaching their potential, close to their potential, or, or missing. So they moved out Fanuf. They've uh, they've got a, a pretty good return so far with the three players that they traded. Um, who else? I mean, they've got several pending UFAs. Do you think they're going to do the same thing? I think they're going to do the same thing this summer coming up. I think they're going to sign guys on bargain basement deals and flip them again because it's easier in a cap world to move guys out at a million, a million and a half bucks and get more picks that way. And I think that the Maple Leaf fan base has an appetite for that in the next couple of years. Well, they do, and they're one of the few teams that are acknowledging Uncle. You know, we're not we're not looking to make the playoffs, and very few teams can say that. They did that last year with Mike Santarelli and Cody Franson, you know, getting a first-round pick back from Nashville, yep. and Brendan Leipzig in, in that trade, you know. So they've been able to do little things like that. They did it with Daniel Winnick last year, and then he came back and signed with them. So I think you're right. There's probably another year that, that, that they can do that. And, and, uh, and you know, you got P.A. Parenson now and Brad Boyd and Michael Grabner and even James Reimer. All those guys are, are open to uh, go to somebody who thinks they could use them and get some kind of draft pick back in return. Are you a believer that Stamkos, like I'm not sold Stamkos is going to resign in Tampa. Uh, do you think the Leafs will be leading the, uh, you know, from a Stamkos perspective, would be a first choice, Toronto? Absolutely. Oh, from, I, I believe so. I do. I absolutely do. Maybe that's wishful thinking. I would think maybe the New York Rangers might get interested if he's out there. But, yeah, I do. Some, something is, so he, he likes it there, okay? He does like playing in Tampa. And the as far as an organization goes, I mean, John Cooper got them to the Stanley Cup final. What else can you do? Well, I guess there's one step more you can do. And then you, so he did it by basically playing him at right wing and playing him kind of on their second line last year. But he got them to the Stanley Cup final. So the Leafs are one of the very few teams that legitimately have that kind of cap room to say, look, we're going to give you a full shot here. And you can you can wear the C if you want. You can pick your locker spot if you want. You can pick your parking spot if you want. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> really can do it that way and uh, and add that ingredient because there's been no free agent of that stature. I thought there'd be a ton of them. I think all fans thought there'd be a ton of them when free agency was reduced to, what, six or seven years after 2004. Yeah. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it, it plays out, you know, coming around July 1st. But I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think as much as he likes it in Tampa Bay, there's a, there's a challenge and opportunity here that I think there's a decent chance he'll relish. Long-time Toronto-based media personality, does some work with Sportsnet. Uh, we're joined by Gord Stellick, former Maple Leafs general manager, Bob Stoffer with the Oilers now. Gord, who's the biggest surprise in the Eastern Conference? Wow, let's see. A few, I mean, let's see, Carolina of late. Uh, New York Islanders in some degrees, I would say. But I, I think the, I, the greatness of the Washington Capitals, they're no surprise that they're one of the better teams there. But just the way Kuznetsov's come on board, the way their defense, I mean, they've, they've got no holes anymore. And Braden Holtby really emerging. So I, I just think that kind of strong a Washington Capitol team and what usually is a weaker Eastern Conference has been a, been a bit of a surprise. And then, like I said, a, you know, team like team like Carolina, you know, on the move. And then a team like Columbus has been a, a, a surprise in how it's been disappointing. Yeah. Well, and on that same note, I want to ask you about the West. Like, would the Oilers be the biggest disappointment, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, man, I picked them a few years, too. I mean, the whole Canadian thing. I mean, man, he, I seriously, five, you know, it was a few weekends ago that I think it was Montreal was the only team left, and you said, wow, if the Canadians lose this weekend, 
all seven Canadian-based NHL teams are out of the playoffs. And then he said, okay, maybe that'll be a momentary blip. And then three weeks later, like, they're really out of the playoffs. Like, really out of the playoffs. And last year, five of the seven teams made it. So, I mean, you just put all those Canadian teams together. I always really believed Anaheim would, would get their act together. Yeah. Um, you know, Bruce Boudreau is one of my best friends in hockey, so maybe I was a little bit wishful thinking that way. But, uh, uh, yeah, Winnipeg, too, another disappointment that way. Um, I, I thought Winnipeg was more the real deal than Calgary. So it's it's been unfortunate for – and I think everybody in Canada now, Bob, is you've got your favorite team, but you're a little bit more empathetic to the other Canadian-based teams because, you, you know, you, you want them to succeed too. You know, there's, there's less of any kind of bitter rivalry than, say, there used to be. We're all wall, uh, wallowing in this together. One final one for Gord Stalick. Gord, uh, who's the biggest name that gets moved by the deadline? Eric Stahl. I just think him coming out last week and just saying he's amenable to move. And I think, I think as much as I mentioned Carolina looking to, um, you know, still get in the playoffs, they can still get something for him and he could resign with them in the off season. I just think that, uh, you know, that, that they're still in a, in, in a rebuild and uh, looking at it that way, um, you know, I, I never expected Seth Jones and Ryan Johansson to get moved. That was a phenomenal, real, true hockey trade. I don't think there's any money, any uh, of those out there. And then I guess Andrew Ladd would be the other one. So those would be, I think, I see Ladd going for sure, uh, possibly to Chicago. So I guess those would be the two biggest names. You know what, Gord, I, I'm trying to call if it was on your show or if Merrick uh, was on just afterwards, but uh, you guys had David Poyle on. And when he said that Ryan Johansson was not available at the start of the year. We were talking to a team deep with young centers. We all know who he was talking to. And he goes, but then Ryan Johansson became available. I'm like, you just admitted that Columbus changed their mind in a span of about 15 days? Like, uh, that that deal, it's still kind of... And I know that Seth Jones has played well, but Ryan Johansson was the number one center. He had already yeah. established himself as the number one center with a minor health scare that would affect the guy's start to a year. It just, it, to me, it was shocking what Columbus did there. I am just, I know yeah, they we, got Jones. Yeah. I know they got Jones. They got Wierenski coming. They've just, they re-signed Murray to a great uh, bridge deal. I'm, I'm still stunned they moved Ryan Johansson. Yeah, I know it's David Poyle had on our show, and yeah. uh, same thing. Like he was, uh, you know, candid about it, and uh, he said we've never had a number one center like that in Nashville. Like we've never had before Ryan Johansson has played a game. They've never had a number one center like that. And those guys are just impossible to find. Like, they're just, you know, that's why I say in Minnesota, they, they languish with, uh, with an ordinary Mika Koi, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it also shows that when you get in, when you lose, it sucks. Let's face it, when you lose, it sucks. And then John Tortorella came on board. And all in all, he's done a decent enough job with Columbus. But it did seem like Ryan Johansson's, um, you know, fell a little bit from favor that way. And uh, so be it. There you go. All of a sudden, uh, Seth Jones is a hell of a player, but he's not your stud number one center. And uh, I, I, with no disrespect to Seth Jones, I totally view that as a win. And I take it David Poyle was alluding to, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins being the guy that he felt they had some chat with on on the Edmonton side earlier. Okay, that's uh, hey, just uh, we we're getting some texts here at six thirty, six thirty. Where can we hear Gord? So Gord, where can people check your workout at? Well, I'm uh, in and around whenever there's Leaf games on Sportsnet 590, the fan, uh, as far as uh, doing pregame, intermissions, and postgame. And uh, also, I'm on there 5 to 7. We have a Hockey Nation show on Saturdays. And then uh, Monday through Friday, Sirius XM Channel 91. 
and it's 7 till 11 Eastern time, so a little bit earlier, like 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. 5 to 9. Eastern time. Yeah, right. on Sirius XM Channel 91. So, anyway, it's fun. Always great to talk hockey. Gord, thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That's Gord Stalick. It is 151 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to this day in Oilers history. Do you want to tell you, Panahut Express, with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering, visit PanahutExpress.net or call 780-473-3663. Place your order now. This is Oilers. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 154 in Edmonton, this text comes in from the voice from a past, a.k.a. the Chisler. Bob, I just bought the last three tickets to your California trip. Daily Doug, Sirius Gord, and myself are going with you. Are you on your fifth NyQuil slash Red Bull today? Get well. Mitch Marner couldn't carry Jordan Everly's lunch. Bail. And the Stony Plain Eagles, rumor has it, still looking to get you signed. Ryan Smith said so. He says the Oilers are going to sweep the Kings and the Ducks on the trip, and McDavid will have his first fight. Yeah, well, I don't see one of those two things happen. I can tell you that right now. I don't see McDavid fighting. Don't think so. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years, offering a great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. February 22nd, 2007. Brendan Ulrich, what happened? Uh, the Oilers would shut out the Blue Jackets 4-0 in Columbus. Sean Horkoff scored twice. Dwayne Rollison recording the shutout. This day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. With great, great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwestravel.com. Todd McClellan, Oilers head coach, spoke today and commented on the pressure heading into the final week uh, before the trade deadline. Um, well, there, those are human beings in there. And it doesn't matter if you're in first or 30th. Um, there's not many jobs in the world where you can just be traded and sent off and you've got to pack your family up and get somebody out of school and get on a plane and, and go to another country. Um, so it plays on their minds. Um, they can say they don't listen or, or read what you guys write, but they do. And uh, they know what's going on in the hockey world. They have agents that, that inform them. They have players on the other team that are hearing rumors. So it affects everybody. Um, you know, we're in a different mode right now than what Washington is. Um, what I've found is when you're where Washington is, there's a little more excitement. And... Um, you know, everybody's anticipating a, uh, a new body or two to walk in just to put you over the top. And that can be dangerous because if it doesn't happen, then you're a little disappointed. Um, here, we're looking at the future a little bit more and, and what changes we need to make over the next seven days. And uh, we'll make decisions that way. But um, I don't know if I'm right. I just have a sense that the whole group, our whole group's a little bit nervous, where in the past maybe the upper end for sure guys if you want to call them that um their names haven't often come up in the media but like poor nuge isn't even playing and his name's still coming up so um they're feeling that and maybe in the past they haven't so our whole group is a little uneasy and it should be we're in 30th place that's todd mcclellan Oilers head coach uh coming up tonight on inside sports with reed wilkins a preview of uh uh the Oilers senators game tomorrow of course we'll be back with Oilers now tomorrow mark specter stoffer inspector for horse race in alberta up next the news weather and traffic update with eileen bell followed by the 6 30 chat afternoon news with jayla nine and andrew gross so long everybody from rexall place
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 